1: Hour number three to get right with Reggie KG on 105. Three the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald, Atatula. What's up? Larry D. Flores holding down for you here on this hump night edition of the Get Rights on 105. Three the fan. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the most complete teams in the NFL going into the 2023 NFL season. We'll go over that here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg Atatula if you want to get at us on Twitter as y'all continue to pour in on the text line. 877-881-1053, the greatest y'all lost that game uh performances. Um, some other ones that were being weighed in uh from the two one four in two thousand three when Tracy McGrady had forty eight points but lost to the Dallas Mavericks because Dirk had fifty three.
0: Yeah, but I mean something that was known around these parts and has been be, uh, been learned more widely what was y'all going to do to stop Dirk anyway? <laughs> Touche. Like, really, what was y'all going to do to stop Dirk? <laughs>
1: um, Dirk was just so, so good. Uh, yeah, keep those uh, flowing in, though, on the text line. 877-881-1053. We'll read some of those as the night continues to go on. Coming up in 17 minutes, we'll go around the association um, where some disturbing uh, posts came today from John Morant um, that had the NBA world very concerned about his well-being and update on that around the association but reds the most complete nfl teams going into this upcoming season this coming from nfl.com is that correct yeah eric Edholm,
0: uh lead draft writer out that way uh we've gotten through the nfl draft and so now we're moving into the time of the season where like player acquisition is no longer the part of this player acquisition is largely done obviously there's some pieces out there that you need to Uh, considering maybe add on or, you know, work around. But now your team is largely what you anticipated to be for the upcoming season. Now it's just putting those pieces together. So with that being the case, who are the teams that we can look at and say are the most complete uh, heading into this upcoming season? Uh, Who would you guess is on this list? We can just kind of throw this up that way and see if you can nail any of the top 10. Uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles. That's number one. I mean, it just makes sense. They seemed
1: like the most complete team last year. Did they not? I mean, both offensively and defensively, they really had no weaknesses. Uh, special teams was good. Uh, and the one question that we had about the Eagles was, was Jalen Hurts that guy? And we have come to find out, yes, he is that guy. Right. And then the
0: offseason question was, will they be able to keep some semblance of that secondary together? And the answer was, yeah, pretty much. Yep. And then they continue to invest, as we mentioned earlier in the show, in both of their lines. So, yeah, still looks pretty damn complete. You mentioned Jalen Hurts. They gave, gave him his money and they feel confident, like indicating that they they feel very confident in him as the quarterback capable of running what they need. They still got that uh, terrible tandem of A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Dallas oh. Goddard might work in there. You still got, you know, Kelsey on the line. Mention that.
1: Um, so, yeah. And then they got the nerve to re up on the defensive side of the ball in the draft by going to get you know two talented football players and Jalen Carter and then of course they Nolan
0: Smith, Nolan Smith. a whole bunch of a whole bunch of Georgia Bulldogs yeah yeah was the way that they went with that
1: um, so we got the Eagles at number one let's see here I'll go with I guess the only question with them being in the top five would be. Their quarterback situation, but I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers.
0: San Francisco 49ers are third okay. on Eric Holmes list from the NFL. Niners' biggest question right now could end up being the relative strength, he says, which is quarterback. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of folks that have that belief in Brock Purdy. We mentioned yesterday that Kyle Shanahan – or was that yesterday or the day before? Days are running together. Uh, but Kyle Shanahan has hope that Brock Purdy will be available for week one for them. And it seems like they have a lot of belief in him. Um, They also have Sam Darnold as insurance. Trey Lance is still uh, on the team for the time being. And what we do know about Kyle Shanahan, in addition to all these things, is that he will make a quarterback work. (laughs) Name a quarterback, any quarterback, he will find a way. It's like, hey, man, it's not about you. It's about this system. If you can run this system, we will make some things shake. So you do that when you consider that also they still have, you know, they added Javon Hargrave from the Eagles. In addition to Eric Armstead, Ooh, who was boy, there. I forgot about
1: that, yeah.
0: Um, you know, maybe Javon Kinlaw shows him shows himself, Nick Bosa still on the roster, and then you talk about the offense and what the Cowboys have seen up close to personal, Christian McCaffrey being back there, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. You know, they have all of those weapons at their disposal. So pretty well built, composed team. That's so damn good, man. One of the few in the NFC that uh there is to look at in that way.
1: They're on the short list of a team that can win the Super Bowl. Big question is at quarterback, but Kyle Shanahan is that guy at head coach there. So we got the number one, number one team, and the number three team. Yes, sir. So we're still looking for number two. I guess let me not overthink it. Let me go with Kansas City.
0: Kansas City number two, and feel free to play along on the text line eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. But of course, uh, at home rights, any team with a healthy Patrick Mahomes can overcome roster flaws. Um, but, you know, Kansas City, obviously, they've done the work to try and add something or to make sure that there's some things around him. You obviously talk about Travis Kelsey and with Matt Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, the seventh round pick from last season. What a find. Look like it's been effective. Then you add, obviously, you have still have Jerick McKinnon and Clyde Edwards. He is still there if you need him, you know, to add in in that way. They made sure to add new tackles. And Donovan Smith and Juwan Taylor, mm-hmm. but their interior of their offensive line is really where it is. We talk about Creed Humphrey, that draft pick, and then Trey Smith and Joe Thune, who they paid a whole bunch of money, Jay, Joe Thune. But Sky Moore, they Juju Smith-Schuster, McCole Harmon, Marquez valdez They they don't really show up as like, oh, those are incredible players, but they were solid. They were able to put together the offense in that way, and they still have the defensive superstar Chris Jones- and then, you know, that's
1: the dude right there in the middle.
0: George Carl Loftus showed out pretty well. And then mm-hmm. they added Felix Anaduke Uzoma from K-State to like try and bolster some of that in the
1: draft. Nick Bolton's a terrific linebacker. For there you go. Too. Right. Yeah. So
0: like they've they've got some really nice pieces. Uh, you talk about Trent McDuffie on the outside as yeah. a cornerback on the defense, uh, along with Lajarius Snead. Like they've got they've got a pretty balanced roster. It's just like it's balanced in a way where you might not see a whole bunch of names that make you go, oh, man, that's terrifying. But it's good enough when you consider that they have, like, the football equivalent of Michael Jordan on their offense <laughs> and the quarterback.
1: And one of the best coaches of all time in Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. can't forget that. That kind of helps. So we got numbers one, two, and three. So we're looking for numbers four and five in the top five here. Okay. Um, let me not overthink this. Let's stay with the NFC. I'm going to take a stab at it. Let's go with the Dallas Cowboys. Fifth. They okay. are ranked fifth,
0: obviously. And we know this locally. He writes Dallas is pretty loaded on defense. Definitely could field another top five unit with the addition of Mozzie Smith and defensive central. Like w- the one, the one problem that you could say with the Dallas Cowboys last season was what?
1: Um, their inability to stop the run.
0: If Mozzie Smith looks anything like what you anticipate, there that that is some level of a uh, whole whole uh, plugged along with uh, you know the return of Jonathan Hankins. So what's the issue after that? None. Sounds pretty balanced to me. Yeah. On the defense. And then you obviously, and then they added stuff on Gilmore to make sure that the other cornerback position is not any level of a uh, pick pick, honorable, to coin a word. Um, and then they had Brandon Cooks to try and even out this wide yeah. receiving core that people had issues with. Like, wh- where, where are the issues? You, especially if you figure out what your best five offensive linemen are, mm-hmm. you slot those guys in. It's plug and play. Let's go Dallas Cowboys.
1: You know what's funny? If the Cowboys were any other team in the NFL and you put them on a blank sheet with this roster, with this coaching staff, this quarterback, and you looked at them and removed what is the history of the Cowboys over the past two and a half decades and the playoff failures of the last couple of years, you put that team on paper. (laughs) You would say, yeah, that's a team that's a legitimate Super Bowl contender. But then when you attach everything else that comes with the Cowboys, right. you're like, oh, well, probably not. And so the things <laughs> that we
0: can point to, uh, S. Dawkins on Twitch points to this. Running back still concerns me a bit. Understand that. With Tony Pollard, yeah. Uh, with Tony Pollard being like the only real staple there. You've got a, lot of, a few other pieces that can kind of undergird him, but not in, mm-hmm. not in the same way as you had prior. And then also, you need to kicker. You still need to figure out what you're doing with the kicker. There game. is that. And that's that's a position where you go, it's it feels not that important, but it's also wildly important because your kicker always ends up being one of your leading scorers on the team. Like making sure that you add those extra points, making sure that you can uh, get three in some of those situations and then also pressure defenses because the longer that your field goal range is, the more the defenses have to like press in some ways, which can also add offensively. Um, so yeah, that's uh your Dallas Cowboys ranked the fifth most complete team how do you like that ranking um, I, think I think it's legit
1: I think it's legit if they were in that five to seven range I wouldn't have been upset with that either but the fact that they are at five that makes a lot of sense so we've gotten one two three and five yep one
0: being the Eagles two being the Chiefs three being the 49ers and five being your Dallas Cowboys
1: I'm going to go with Cincinnati at four. There you go. You
0: finished up the top five. Cincinnati Woo! is, in fact, four. Uh, talented roster, and they had – there are some caveats that can derail the season. Okay. So they opted not to add significant options at tight end or running back. So Samajay P. Ryan left in free agency. Joe Mixon is still there. Mm-hmm. You know they've got talented Ricky, back. They got Chase Brown, Trayvon Williams, and Chris Evans are the only options to really add on to Joe Mixon. And then tight end, it'll likely just be Irv Smith Jr. Right? Offensive line, maybe some issues. Now you did add Orlando Brown Jr.
1: Yeah, from Kansas City. Yeah.
0: And does Jonah Williams actually stay? Because he requested a trade, but that hasn't happened yet. If he actually stays, maybe you. Could put him at the other tackles, and Lyle Collins trying to return from a torn ACL, remember? And he was not
1: good at points last year.
0: There's there's some figuring out to be done on the offensive line, Um, and then defense— Jesse Bates, Von Bell. That's the both big left.
1: one. Yeah, Jesse Bates being gone, signing with Atlanta. How they fill the back end of their secondary with his presence being gone there.
0: So Nick Scott and Dax Hill are expected to start for them. Mm-hmm. And then a third rounder from this year is expected to get in the mix, Jordan Battle. So the safety position is going to be one that they have to figure out. Um, so there's there's a few pieces, places where maybe it could be some level of problem for them. But then you obviously talk about the strong portions of this. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins all of these things coming together. And those, those end up being consistent.
1: So who are numbers 6 through 10?
0: The Buffalo Bills come in 6. Rock okay. solid uh, throughout. But, you know, enough high-end talent in certain places to make this work, uh, which we always have to remember that's kind of the way the NFL is. I don't think you're going to get a team that is uh, the all-stars of the league. Uh, seven is the Baltimore Ravens adding some offensive, you know, firepower for the quarterback um, and then actually signing the quarterback. Um also, they brought in Rocky Sin at cornerback to kind of help oh, ease yeah. the pain corner, Yeah, of Marcus Peters no longer being there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, in theory, they could also bring back Marcus Peters, Kyle Fuller, maybe. Some of those things happen. Uh, the New York Jets coming in A. Are, are you a little surprised that that didn't come up a little earlier?
1: I mean, I get it. You add a, what, a four-time league MVP and Aaron Rodgers. You brought some of his friends with him, too. Made sure the wide receiving core is bumping. And you get a returning Brees Hall, who's going to be healthy, coming off the torn ACL. With Michael Carter and Zonovan Knight. You got Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year. And oh, by the way, you want to talk about monster in the middle. Quentin Williams was spectacular this past season. He is the man in the middle there. He's looking for new money as well. But yeah, you look at the Jets on paper. I thought they would be
0: higher in this regard. But when when we actually run this out, you you feel like that's the right. I spot? think that's
1: that's about right. Okay. Yeah, nine is the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> How about that, huh? The fighting Geno Smiths coming to the top ten. They they're the def-
0: definition of stay low and build. That's the way that they've just been doing this. They've remember during the draft we were looking up like, oh, they nailed all these picks. They for did. What they, needed. they really did. Right. They add uh, cornerback. Obviously, you still have. Uh, D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and they add Jackson Smith
1: and Jigba as well. They got well. the best corner and wide receiver in this draft. Added Zach
0: Charbonnet or Charbonnet. I don't remember which which the correct. Oh yeah, the running back from UCLA. So yeah. now they have a tandem with Kenneth Walker the third and Zach Charbonnet. I like it. Right. So the idea is, well, Geno's not that great. Fine, we'll give him all the all the support necessary.
1: You know, what I does think that speaks to though. What is that? Uh, kind of how top heavy the NFC it, NFC is because. Seattle to be able to crack this list at number nine, but it's a full it's a
0: full season li- or a full uh, league list.
1: Yeah, that's um, hmm.
0: Ten is a uh, Kellen Moore's new team, Los Angeles Chargers, which makes me think their issue is never how complete the team is; it's how complete it'll be once we get into these games because are people going to be injured? Fair or unfair? Fair. I don't know what the injury luck is there, but it. Refused to be there.
1: I mean, they got Austin Eckler back in the fold, you know, with some incentives added to his contract. Yep. So he's happy now. Look, man, if Kellen Moore and that offense is scoring 30, 32 points a game, and Justin Herbert's out here throwing for a bazillion yards with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler going off, and we're looking around like, hey, what was going on with, uh, with this offense? That they couldn't be doing that. I'm so fascinated by the Chargers and what they do this season. They those.
0: might be in some track meets, though, because uh, Nasir Adderley retired. That's true. And then J.C. Jackson kind of had to have a rehab to come back. So, you know, defensive uh, secondary could be a little bit of a pick on spot, as I use that phrase one more time, or that term one more time.
1: How Brandon Staley was able to con that team to keep in his job, I have no idea. After he what got, just happened in the playoffs.
0: He offered my... uh. Joe Lombardi is a sacrifice. That's what he did. <laughs> He's like, oh, y'all don't, y'all don't like this offense coordinator here? Take this. Hey,
1: come, uh, come get this. Mm-hmm. Come, come get this right here.
0: <laughs> Anyways, there you go. Cowboys, the fifth most complete team heading into the 2023 season compared to, or like uh, when the words left me as soon as I was about to say it. Oh, man. They fifth just, most uh, yep, yep. complete team, mm-hmm. according mm-hmm. to Eric at home of NFL.com.
1: So get right with Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next we go around the association where the coaching carousel continues to go around and could this Atlanta Hawk be finding his way to Tinseltown. Next on the get right About to go around the association here on the Get Right of Reggie KG on through The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald At What's happening? Larry D. Flores holding down for you on this Wednesday night. Really appreciate you joining us, however and wherever you may be listening to us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line is 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation coming up in 16 minutes, we'll go inside the gray area where, of course, there is... No gray area, but before we do that, a real quick update on what's happening in South Florida. The Florida Panthers up 3-2 to two as we are into the third period there. They are looking to complete the sweep of the Carolina Hurricanes to get to the Stanley Cup final where they are awaiting, where they would be awaiting, the winner, of course, of the Stars and Vegas Golden Knights series. The Stars looking to stave off elimination. Stave. Tomorrow night. At the AAC, 11 minutes left in the third period, though. Panthers 3, Carolina 2. Larry, let's uh, go around the association, though, here on the get right. Uh, We'll get to John Morant here in just a moment, but some news coming in the association with respect to the Washington Wizards. The Zards? As, yes, they have their new general manager. Uh, and president of operations. That is because Los Angeles Clippers general manager Michael Winger has be agreed to become the president of Monumental Basketball, which delivers him full leadership of the Washington Wizards. Uh, he will also oversee the WNBA's Washington Mystics and the G League's GoGo uh, franchise as well. Sources tell ESPN's agent Woznarowski um, there. I find that really interesting because if
0: there was an organization that I thought you could not be able to poach people for from for money reasons, it would be the Los Angeles Clippers with all that money Steve Ballmer got.
1: Yeah, he just money whip you.
0: Um, but they were able to do so. Like, um, I guess I need to look at the organizational structure in Los Angeles for the Clippers because was he simply the general manager or was he also uh, the lead executive out there because those are different things right like this would be a step up for him if he was simply general manager and now he gets to be the president of basketball operations I can understand how that would be like a a move upwards but if this was just a we poached the guy from over there that's interesting because one of the names that the Wizards had been longing for lusting after it felt like was Masai Ujiri sure of the Toronto Raptors and for the longest time it was just like he doesn't want to leave there but what if he does and it seems like they were just like all right let's go get somebody who can do this do this job and they found one from the clippers so good for them and they probably still not going to win 50 games
1: because if you remember at least in our lifetimes they have never won 50 games in an NBA regular season apparently the winger has a reputation as a keen strategist deal maker and relationship builder Uh, arriving from the Oklahoma City Thunder back in 2017. Winger played an integral part in reshaping the Clippers franchise under President of Basketball Operations, Lawrence Frank. That's right. There you go. So
0: there you go. It was a step up. Quite literally the last time the Washington franchise won 50 games, they were called the Bullets at that point, and it was the 78-79 season.
1: (laughs) That's crazy.
0: Um, and they were still losers because they lost in the finals.
1: <laughs> the NBA coaching carousel continues to go around. We do have information with respect to the Suns and their final four candidates for the final round of interviews. That will include Nick Nurse, Doc Rivers, Suns associate head coach Kevin Young, and Sacramento Kings assistant associate head coach. Uh Jordy Fernandez. Sources tell ESPN's Adrian Woznarowski. So Nick Nurse a finalist for a couple of jobs. It sounds like he's also a finalist for the Milwaukee Bucks job uh, as well. Nick Nurse said, "I'm gonna leave here with some. I'm gonna get one of these jobs. <laughs> I'm from around the way. I'm gonna get uh, one. I'm, of gonna these. I'm, gonna I'm gonna leave here. I'm gonna leave here with some. I'm gonna leave here with some. Shout out
0: something. to Uncle Denzel. Uh, Noted Cowboys. Cowboys fan. Uh, That's but right. no." It, it, It feels like uh, it'd be wild if we end up with, well, it's possible that we end up with uh, one or two championship winning head coaches still not as head coaches. Oh, by the way. Uh, we did get some news or rumors, scuttlebutt. I don't know how we want to classify this. That uh, Monty Williams.
1: <laughs> yes, I saw this. Was
0: offered good money. Apparently, it got money whipped. Good money to be the Detroit Pistons head coach. Detroit Pistons kind of in this like uh, free fall. Like, they just got a whole bunch of young talent. Cade Cunningham, local product. Shout yeah. out to Arlington. Um, they tanked real there. hard. Well, I mean, he just got injured. Your best player got injured, and you didn't have anything else, right? Um, and the idea of being able to foster the development of this, this uh, young franchise. And he was like, no, nah, I'm good. Which makes me think one of two things. Either he was like, I'm just not here to coach the young cats, which is a possibility. Because, I mean, he seemed to have a relationship with like veteran yeah. players like uh-huh. Chris Paul, Or he thinks that he has a beat on a better job. And it feels like the only one out there at this point is
1: the Bucks, right? Or behind door number three, he realized all money ain't good money. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, Detroit's got some young players that they've got to develop. But let me tell you something. That situation is not, it's not great. Um, but, yes, the opportunity to coach Kate Cunningham, that feels like a job for an up-and-coming head coach, not necessarily one who's been as established as Monty Williams has been throughout his career and, of course, having just coached Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul, among others, taking a step back to coach some young kids I don't know if that's where he's trying to be at necessarily in his career.
0: Now, if I don't I don't know if it would go well, but, hey, Nick Nurse,
1: why don't you follow the, the footsteps of your predecessor? Go coach the Detroit Pistons, buddy. Again, probably someone who feels like he's reached a certain point in his career, even though you may feel like based on what he did and how he got there, may not be that kind of coach, but I'm sure he's looking at his situation. Oh, but Dwayne Casey is? Well, my point being, Nick Nurse probably feels like, oh, I'm going to be a champion coach. I'm not coaching these young kids either. I'm coaching NBA championship close type teams, Milwaukee among others. Okay, hey, that's I'm, maybe that's what Nick Nurse is thinking in his mind um, when it comes to that piece of news. But that came that coming from uh, Mark Stein with respect to Detroit that's and, right. uh, and Monty Williams there. So yeah, all money and good money when it comes to that situation. Um, Frank Vogel interviewed for the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers job. Ooh, yeah. Um, so there is that as well as that opening continues to be there uh, for the 76ers job. that coming from Keith Pompey, longtime time yeah. beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Mm-hmm. Um, that is such a weird job
0: because... Well, there's it, so much unknown there. There's that, and then also, are they going to actually have a championship-level roster? Because you look at their roster as it was constituted this year, and you can make the argument that it wasn't a championship-level roster.
1: No... I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, you got the league's MVP and Joel Embiid. There's a real possibility that James Harden is going to be back. It's going to go back to Houston.
0: Right. And so even if you did not, even if you agree, no, they did have a championship-level roster this year. That's an argument you could make. If James Harden's not there, like, what is the roster at that point? Is it a second-round caliber roster? Possibly. Now, if you take that job, do you think they're going to be happy if you make it to the second round
1: and only that? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Feels like a setup, man. Feels like a setup. Well, I mean, Brett Brown couldn't do it. They thought Doc Rivers with his experience could do it. Nope. Um, Here's an interesting name, though. I know he's in retirement right now, but could you imagine the fit? Who, Larry Brown? No. I just love
0: bringing that really? up because Larry Brown hates going home. Really? He, he's like, let me coach something. How old is Larry Brown at
1: this point? I think he's like 80, <laughs> 80, 81. But you know Be it would be an amazing hire and a splash hire at that. Again, he's in retirement right now. But he knows the area well. Had championship success there. Coaching. Jay Wright? Yeah. That's That'd be a real interesting op- uh, instance to
0: get your first uh, NBA head coaching job. But
1: if you were going to do it, you would want to do it in an area where you're comfortable with. You know the organization. The organization would probably know you, having been there. If you're gonna make a splash that's outside of the conventional hires of a a Nick Nurse or a Monty Williams. Yeah, or, I don't I don't know
0: how comfortable I'd be with that. I'd be more comfortable hiring Jay Wright if I was the Pistons. Not that but then the idea is like, would he want that job? Correct. I gotcha.
1: Yeah, if I'm Jay Wright, I'm probably not trying to get my first head coach job in the NBA with a developmental team. If I'm gonna jump in, I'm gonna jump in with a team that's as close to possibly winning a championship with a couple more tweaks. Um, yeah, but the
0: problem is, if I'm close to winning a championship, why am I taking a gamble on a dude who's never coached in the NBA?
1: Well, like, you need something different. I hear you. You need something different. And maybe Jay Wright is that kind of different for Philadelphia. Um, but I'm not going down the road of Bootenholzer. No. Isn't he on their short list? If I'm Bootenholzer, like, I understand wanting to get back in the coaching range, like, you know, fairly quickly. I might need to chill out for a second.
0: Well, I mean, this has been a wild uh, year for him, anyways. Yes, like yes. Personal life—he lost his brother. Yes, that was one of the things we talked about in the course of that first round exit.
1: Like a reset might be good for 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 Bud. And I point. mean, we can't tell him what
0: he did, what he needs and does not need. Yeah, right? like maybe maybe for him, he's like, yeah, but I would need to continue going. What whatever, I don't know exactly what it is for him, but yeah, I can imagine. I could also see it if he was like, yeah, I just need time for me.
1: Yeah, I get that. Finally around the association um John Morant was back in the news today. Police in Tennessee conducted a welfare check on John Morant following cryptic messages on his Instagram account earlier today with officials telling ESPN that he's just quote taking a break from social media in quote.
0: So the the messages were were on Instagram Instagram stories. He had a picture of him with his mother, a picture of him with his father, a picture of him with his daughter and then just a blank screen. So the picture with him, with his mom said, love your mom. Accordingly, love your pops. Accordingly, love you. uh, What does it say? Love you. The greatest baby girl. And then he said, bye. And so for some folks, I think his fans were reading it as like some level of goodbye letter, which sounds kind of dire. Um, And I don't know, like, do you view this as like the police going too far or just kind of just, you know, it, you can't do too much in that situation just to make sure that people are well. You
1: no, know, I think they responded in kind. Okay. Um, given what we have come to learn about Morant over the last several months, unfortunately, um, no, I think they acted appropriately here because it the last message, you know, the buy one, yeah. it was him in his, you know, his um, Memphis Grizzlies jersey. Like it, it felt very odd and eerie uh based on the previous messages leading up to that particular one well
0: uh someone from the 214 said social media they think is a main contributor to mental health and i don't know if i'm necessarily want to say that in particular as like the tool itself but i do understand what you're
1: talking about especially some kind of definite and for him
0: like the the attention of the social media and like being on these lives It's tied up in the issues that he's dealing with. So I I can understand how him, or just really anyone, I've seen many people in my life personally have been like, yeah, I'm just taking a break, and I'll catch y'all later. Mm -hmm. And it works for them so I can understand how maybe he would want to try, like, look, man, we just need to take this time off. Didn't Nike kind of shelve his shoe?
1: They did. he's,
0: He's in this oddly pivotal point in his life where it seems like he needs to do some reflection. So if this helps him do that, more power to the young man who is 23 years of age, mind you.
1: He's got such a long future ahead of him um, that I just hope that whatever help that he needs to get, that he takes the real time to find it and to deal with it so that he can be um, and reach all his potential because he's got boundless potential (laughs) to be an incredible face of the league. But more importantly, his quality of life is um, paramount here for him. Uh, That is your trip around the association here on the Get Right. Reggie KG here on 105 3 the fan. Um coming up next here on the get right. We're going to go inside the gray area where these drug-fueled seagulls, pardon, are doing this. Huh? Next on the get right. <laughs> It's The Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What's happening? Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here on this. What you laughing about? Wednesday. Now, you know exactly why I'm laughing.
0: I have no idea what you're laughing about.
1: (laughs) This is one of Reg's favorite songs on The Get Right. That's a particular bump. That and remember the name from Fort Minor. Reg loves those songs.
0: Wait, why do you
2: hate this song?
1: It stinks.
0: (laughs) I mean, really, more than anything, it's just... You've probably heard it so many like, times over, at this point. Overplayed is probably part of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 all right. Oh, text line 877 What's Sorry. the most overplayed song that you've ever heard?
0: Party in the USA, Molly Cyrus.
1: Oh, wow. You had that ready off rip. So here's the thing wow. about that one. Here's, okay. the, here's the thing
0: about that one in particular. Okay. So I was at Kansas State University in, what was that? Fall of 09? Fall of '09, spring of 2010, mm-hmm. I was at Kansas State University, and I did not take my car to Kansas.
1: Oh. So I
0: was up there, you know, and I was hitching rides and hanging you know, yeah, like, yeah. if I needed to go places, you know, you, you uh-huh. lean on your community, right? I'm, I, it feels like a joke, but it, it also was so strong that I don't think it was a joke. I felt like every time I got into a car that year, <laughs> party in the USA played.
1: It's a party in the USA. It's goal.
0: Go ahead and clip that for me. Appreciate that.
1: You want to explain what happened there? The Florida Panthers with 3 sec 4 <laughs> seconds left in game 4 score a goal to take a 4-3 lead. This is just a couple of moments Was that after Yeah, oh, after man. uh Carolina had tied it at 3 the Panthers, with 4.3 seconds left in game four, get the goal to go ahead four to three. Uh, they're going to review the goal, it looks like. But uh, the Panthers, who are trying—oh, to- right—at the end of
0: the third period. Yeah,
1: they're trying to complete the sweep. Oh, yeah. right. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Somebody asked
0: earlier, like because obviously you know you had the game yesterday with the Stars, where they just—it was the beat them down experience from the start. Mm-hmm. What's worse, like a sweep beat them down experience or a last second heartbreak? And we are getting kind of that in the conference finals of the Stanley Cup playoffs here. Ooh, boy, I don't know which one's worse.
1: Yeah, Matt
0: is, is it knowing from the start that your team just looks unserious, or is it Kachuk taking taking the life out of you?
1: I guess i got to review if there was a player in the crease uh, when the puck. Goalie w- interference? Yeah, but it doesn't look like.
0: Yeah, that looks like his own player falling yeah, over. Yeah.
1: It looks that's like gonna, another hurricane. I think that's going to stand. Uh, Matthew Kachuk with the goal with 4.3 seconds left. Um, as they have reviewed the goal, and it looks like it's going to stand. Um, was that a rat trick? It look like there's rats on ice. Is that what's being thrown on the Oh, they're still reviewing. I'm sorry. Are you reviewing. not familiar with the rat trick? No, I am. I'm okay. just saying I couldn't tell exactly if that was what was actually on the, uh, on the ice there. We'll let you know if it actually does stand. Uh, they're not
0: real rats, KG. Just I, I, you, okay. no, I just no, want to make I, sure. No, no, it I seemed like it. you were concerned.
1: No, no, no. Um, from the 682, Ushers, uh, yeah, most overplayed song that they've ever heard. Fair. Uh, Fair. From the 903, Thunderstruck. From the 817, any Taylor Swift song.
0: Another 817 said
1: the reason by Hoobastank, and I immediately knew what you are talking about, which means
0: possibly, quite possibly.
1: Oh, damn, IndyCar Tim is coming for Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, come on now. Let's leave Queen alone, you know. How can
0: it be overplaying when it takes seven minutes for it to get through? <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure. Is, how long is Bohemian Rhapsody again?
1: Uh, it's long. By the way, the goal does stand. Uh, wow. Wrapped,
0: the, just ripped their hearts out.
1: Yeah. With 4.3 seconds to go in the game. Yeah. The, <laughs> Brooks Kepka in the crowd uh, as well. But yeah, Oh, the, it's five and a half minutes. My it's bad. Oh, still long. Six minutes, basically. Uh, let's go inside the gray area here on the get right. All right. Y'all, y'all doing a lot. Now get low. Oh yeah, I think that's the most overplayed song. Ain't no way. Damn. Ain't no way. Oh, they're not feeling. Oh. Apple Bottom Jeans got a lot of a lot of run. Say more, again. Apple Bottom Jeans. Oh yeah. It Apple pro- Bottom it got, Jeans. It got more run than it
0: should. <laughs> it got more run than it should.
1: Oh man, Larry, you, do you have a candidate for most overplayed song that you've ever heard? Uh, when Usher, Usher and Little John came out with Yeah, that that was uh. Oh, that so got you, played a lot. You agree with Six Eight Two there? Huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> they, wasn't shak- they, they wasn't
0: shaking booty to the yeah around where you were at. <laughs> uh oh, no, yeah, they were. I'm just saying it sounds like it's played the right amount to <laughs> me. Then,
1: you know? Oh boy, yeah. Uh, keep those rolling in on the text line 877 eight seven seven eighty one one zero five. Poker face was played a lot. Poker face, like La- Lady Gaga poker face. Oh yeah,
0: they- it was played a lot. That's a great point. Oh, playing.
1: what's the Katy Perry song? Um, Fireworks? Fireworks? No, but the other one. Oh, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. I, I got some- the eye at a Tiger. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. The roar. is the name Roar. Of yes. Yeah. Roar. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's a final in South Florida. Sweep. The Florida Panthers are your Eastern Conference champions. They're going back to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1996. Do you know who they played in that Stanley Cup final? Brain's not working. No. If memory serves me correctly, it was the Colorado Avalanche. Um, Your memory serves you correctly. Uh, a couple expansion franchises doing their thing there. The headline goes like this, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. I forgot about
0: the drug-fueled seagulls. That's a great tease that somehow we let go until halfway through the segment.
1: Because we found something that was okay. know, going viral on the text line. Oh, little Nas X's uh, can't tell me nothing. No, that's uh, what is it called? Old Time Road. Or old, uh, yeah, oh yeah, that's not, that's one of them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the headline does go like, like this: Drug fueled seagulls are terrorizing beachgoers in the United Kingdom. Yeah, that's their beach. Clearly, what <laughs> you doing going to the beach in the United Kingdom? You know it's rainy. Go home. <laughs> um, apparently. According to the Daily Star. Is that one of
0: the real ones that we could trust, or is this one of the salacious ones? I think you can go with this one. Okay. If you say so.
1: As the article goes, uh, some seagulls in the United Kingdom have apparently developed a taste for a different type of fix that's reportedly led to drug-fueled zombie birds wreaking havoc around the country. According to the Daily Star, the issue can be traced back to... What is called K2? Oh, the synthetic weed. Mm-hmm. A form of synthetic marijuana uh-huh. that exists in a <laughs> get this legal gray area. Yeah. But the thing about it is, didn't we have a spate of uh
0: like stories about the K2 making people go wild? Now, I don't know if that's like propaganda to be like, yo, don't be doing them drugs or whatever, but I do. that does feel like something I distinctly remember. Anyways, continue.
1: While the downsides of the drug are very well documented. There it is. Thank you. I should have just waited for you to read it. My mm-hmm. bad. Uh, this has to stop plenty of people uh, and seagulls, apparently, in the United Kingdom from using it. The outlet reports, Larry, people in multiple resort towns, as well as major cities, including London and Liverpool, Have reported a number of encounters with seagulls who've grabbed a bag of K2 or nicked a spice joint while it was being passed around, which reportedly has turned some of them into, quote, psycho gulls. Oh, yeah. I saw this movie. (laughs) 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 That that sounds like a movie. Uh, Hey, man, look.
0: No Coca- need- cocaine bear just came out yeah, there you go February. we could do a whole a whole see- series uh no need to call names why are you calling names on the seagulls psycho goals is too much look
1: as opposed to drug
0: and in- drug fueled that's also seagulls. that's also unnecessary see clearly they are victims of the drug drug epidemic in our in our uh, society,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they
0: also need treatment and help. Mm-hmm. Not this stigma that you are mm. placing upon them. Mm, wow.
1: Yeah. AA a- for seagulls. That's right. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, apparently these psycho goals that I don't like it. Ha- they have a tendency to terrorize people more than seagulls already do. Based on the health risks, it's probably best just to avoid the substance in the first place. Um, but you just might want to keep your head on the swivel. Yeah, give them For, seagulls like real natural cannabis, right? Like, that's the way to handle this. <laughs> uh, from the <laughs> from the 325. It's from the earth, I've been told. Oh, that's where you're going that's with this? That's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a natural herb. That's right. I've been, I've, people have told me <laughs> it's from the earth. From the 325, K2 is horrible. From the 817, Psycho Goals versus robo sharks. Uh, That's a tough that's a tough battle. Uh, my answer would be no. I don't know.
0: I'm trying to think who wins. In that wins. particular case. Larry, who wins? Psycho goals or robo sharks? I don't know.
1: I feel like the psycho goals
2: just, they, they go in flocks and yeah, they have <laughs> oh, That's a good point. I didn't even think yeah. about the
0: numbers game on this. That's tough. Okay. I'll think on that one. Appreciate you, 817. Oh, boy. Yeah, I would not. Um... Nah, I'll take I'll take the psycho goal over the cocaine bear.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. The cycle go over the cocaine bear. Oh, that's a great point. 860. How are they high if they aren't real? Open your third eye, Larry.
0: <laughs> Open your third eye, oh, Larry. Okay,
1: Kyrie. All right. Wow, don't do that. He said y'all
0: y'all need to keep his name out your mouth.
1: <laughs> uh, and finally, inside the gray area, uh, shout out to Jeff Bezos. Why? Uh he's engaged. The 59-year-old billionaire reportedly proposed to 53-year-old Lauren Sanchez. Um, yeah, Lauren? No, sh- no shouts out to him. Lauren Sanchez. <laughs> 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 what kind of research you doing over there, buddy? Uh, her list of who she has been married to. Images. And... <laughs> Is that what we're uh, doing?
0: Okay, I see what's happening here. I uh, see what's being done. Uh, uh, I knew that she sounded familiar though She she is She's been a media personality Or she is a media personality Who's been like an entertainment reporter and stuff I was like that name sounds kind of familiar But not like I actually know it Okay Um. No shout out to uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife Whose name is Mackenzie Scott Mackenzie Scott correct That's right uh, Cause she's done more money with that half that she came up with Than it feels like Jeff Bezos had
1: With all of it we keeping it a book. uh sanchez at one point uh was dating pro football hall of famer uh tony gonzalez and the two actually had a child together and she was like you know what the upgrade from that is <laughs> jeff well she was also married to a gentleman by the name of patrick uh white sale uh, a excuse me that's not gonna help me at all i don't know who that is but they were divorced in 2019. Apparently, Executive Chairman of William Morris. Is this some kind of financial firm or something? Uh,
0: and William Morris Endeavor. Yo, the Endeavor portion will. He's bring a Hollywood
1: in. agent. You know who Endeavor is? Oh, that's the company that just bought the WWE. There you go. I was like, you, you'll be back in Whoa. here. There you go. Wow. Yeah, no, oh, so she messed with dudes that got money. Well, clearly. Okay. Apparently, she had been with Bezos for five years. Good for her.
0: And and him, I guess. Y'all um, enjoy that. So, okay. From the 817, the methed out monkey. All right. I don't like where we're going here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like what we're doing.
1: This is not right. That's your trip. Leave them animals, animals alone. <laughs> Inside uh, the gray area, where, of course, there is no gray area, unless you're a drug-fueled seagull. Still it
0: doesn't feel right. I'm going to get a lawyer on the case. We need to We need to sue for libel. Uh, y'all slandering the good names of these seagulls. They ain't do nothing wrong.
1: Coming up next on the Get Right, we get you caught up on the latest headlines, including this deal being announced for the Oakland Athletics. Next on the Get Right.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?